something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 57. And I'm back. I was gone for a couple of weeks. I'm taking a little little break from YouTube and the podcast um, because... I went to Holland. <laughs> I um, I did a lot of like pre-filming. Uh, my high tier on uh, Patreon and OnlyFans was happening for the month of May, so I did so much pre-filming, and I I just kind of like needed a little bit or a little bit of a break, <laughs> if I can get my words out, um, just before summertime, and it's really going to crank up here. So I thought I'll just take this as kind of a good time to just disappear and then come back. So I did go to Europe. It was a quick trip, an eight day trip. I've done an eight day trip before to Europe. And I remembered why I said to myself the first time that I would never do that again. (laughs) It's too far to go for like the amount of jet lag you have because they're eight hours ahead. And um, it just takes too much to recover like before you can really start enjoying yourself over there. For me anyway, I mean, some people don't have any issues at all, but eight days, stayed in the Netherlands, didn't go outside, um, flew into Amsterdam, flew out of Amsterdam. And it was so great. So I know that you know that I have Dutch roots if you've watched me for any length of time. Um, And I have these beautiful little pink embroidered flowers on the sleeves too. Anyway, (laughs) um, but I didn't have time. I shouldn't say I didn't have time. I basically went there (laughs) without telling anyone (laughs) because the point of going there was to visit some friends and we had made this plan for quite some time to kind of go visit these people, those people, those people, those people, and those people all in eight days. So um, the tough thing is, is when you have European family and if you're European yourself, you know that they want to put a lot of effort into accommodating you and there's, it's like a two day ordeal for each family member. So then I would be there for like eight weeks. (laughs) So um, I just went went and returned without saying a word because I didn't want to offend anyone now now they'll know but <laughs> it was such an amazing trip it was different because we were we did it's the first time we never rented a vehicle over there and we were being driven around and we had some pretty funky cars and we were going way too fast but it was so much fun anyway I'll get into all that I think I'm gonna have to like break up the stories for my trip in a couple of episodes so this would be part one <laughs> yes boy do I have some stories to tell you and it's gonna be awesome um but all great stuff some naughty stuff and uh yeah I mean it was a whirlwind literally it was just went by so quickly um i've been wanting to go back for a while of course with the world the way it was for a while <laughs> not, that was not possible um so i do want to head back again for a longer trip to visit some family and of course friends and uh so anyway i keep staring at this okay so i got a huge doll's kill order in uh when i was away and I have so many new things to sport and wear and I want to do an unboxing but I figured that this would be cute with my outfit but then I thought well I'm kind of wearing like a top bun here and I don't know where the hell so this is a no I'm wearing these gorgeous little crochet earrings from Dolls Kill look at them are they cute and this shirt is a new Sugar Thrill shirt I had to order their whole collection again. <laughs> I laugh, 
but my um, storage space is crying because it's all pink and purple and I, it really doesn't go with my decor. I'm starting to have to store things outside of my studio and this is a problem. Um, but I'll also talk more about an exciting thing that might be happening, at, well, it is happening with regards to my studio, so. Let's get straight into the podcast. This is episode 57. It should be episode 59. <laughs> but like I said, I took some time off, um, which is very necessary sometimes when you are just grinding. Grinding, grinding, grinding. I'm also sweating to death and it's not even that hot out. Can you hear the lawnmower going right now? The sound of a lawnmower, you guys. I love it. It's like summertime to me. Um, and the smell of fresh cut grass. When you're Canadian, these things really mean a lot to you because it, <laughs> it really indicates that it's nice outside. And um, I can't always say that this is a feeling I get 365. It's for a few months of the year, um, unless I'm skiing or something. Anyway, okay, so I'm gonna start this. <laughs> I should be starting off with like a Dutch cocktail because this is gonna be a very Dutch episode. Um, but I don't have a Dutch cocktail. <laughs> I have what I came home to in my fridge. Um, I just got home, by the way, so I'm a little woo jet lagged, uh, which makes me a little more crazy, but that's okay. I feel good. I just feel a little kind of like I'm floating, like like I'm actually like six inches taller than I normally am. Like, have you ever felt that way? Um, but I've been sleeping okay. So anyway, so today I'm going to be making something that I am titling a Cosmo Coke. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, I looked online for interesting kind of like Coke recipes for cocktails. So like using Coke or Pepsi or whatever. The first, like the first two, the pop-up, of course, rum and Coke is like classic, but I am going to make a whiskey cosmopolitan Pepsi. <laughs> so I found a recipe for, um, a cherry Coke, like a cherry, cherry whiskey Coke. And then I was like, oh. That looks good, but I don't have any grenadine. So I'm gonna be using my Cosmopolitan, my thin Cosmopolitan cocktail mix. This tastes really, really, really good. And it's got no sugar. So um, there's this, there's this whiskey. Um, somebody brought this to my house a long time ago. A Balvenie double wood matured in two distinct casks aged 12 years. I probably should be sipping this. Okay, let's, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna sip a little bit just to really take in the whiskey flavor because some of you are gonna be screaming at me for mixing this with Coke. <laughs> I know, I don't know how expensive this is. This was, like I said, I didn't buy it myself. This wound up at my house like two Christmases ago. <laughs> so, and there's not much left. So it was enjoyed thoroughly, I'm sure, at the party. <laughs> Um, but it's been sitting in my cupboard for a long time. There's an ounce, probably about an ounce left. So normally I'd be making, like I like double drinks. I don't really like one ounce drinks. To me, it's just a waste of time. Um, but first I'm gonna try a little sip. And I bet it's really smooth. I have sipped whiskey before. Just not this one. Like I said, I just didn't really, I thought, I don't know what I thought. It's single malt scotch whiskey. The ba Balvenie, is it French? No, it says Scotland. So Balvenie, how do you say Balvenie in a Scottish accent? Balvenie and Balvenie. <laughs> That's maybe more Irish. 
since I'm finishing this bottle, I'm just going to drink out of it. I'll let you know what notes I pull from this whiskey. Okay. Oak. The Highlands. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. No. Smoky. Smoky, heavy on the oak E. It definitely tastes Scottish. If I would imagine like a old Scotsman, you know, at the pub serving drinks, this is what his breath would smell like. But I have Scottish roots too. Oh, no, actually that's a lie. <laughs> Irish, there's a difference. Um, anyway, very lovely. And for those of you that are a fan of this and are screaming at me for mixing it with Diet Pepsi and Cosmopolitan mix, um, it will be appreciated and it was appreciated. So no offense to anyone. So I've got my melted ice that I'm going to sip. I mean, really, maybe I should just pour this over this and then just drink it. Like, you know, scotch on the rocks. Is that what that would, is that what this is? Scotch? Yes, it is. Okay, anyway, <laughs> okay. I'm going to pour this in, this one ounce of delectable goodness. Then I'm gonna add this. Cosmopolitan mix, just like a splash. Splish splash, my whiskey's taking a bath, doo doo doo, and it's really mad at me. I'm gonna mix that and then add the Coke because this is gonna fizz up and I don't wanna move it around too much. All right, how many times have you spilled a diet drink and be like, thank God it's a diet? Because when you spill like a, a Coca-Cola, full sugar. It's a freaking nightmare. What do you guys think about my hair, by the way? I've never done my hair this way. Um, with like a top knot with, uh, maybe that's a lie. I don't know. I can't, to me, it looks a little too, I need more pieces down here. Like, cause right now it's just like flats, flatsy, magatsy. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're adding some of the Pepsi. So this is kind of like a cherry Coke, which I love by the way, cherry Coke, vanilla Coke, yeah, I mean, what are what are the other ones? I don't remember. I know that there was like a period of time where you, actually you can get a bunch of different flavored Diet Cokes now. It's like mango Diet Coke and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Canadian thing. That wouldn't make sense. Maple Diet Coke, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've got my whiskey stir stick and I'm gonna try this. Ooh la la. Okay, so I will say <laughs> this might be better with something like a like a less smoky, um, strong whiskey. I don't because I know what's I know the kind of whiskey that's in this. I can appreciate the flavors together, but I feel like this would be better mixed with like a a vodka or something <laughs> or a rum. Um, anyway, this is still excellent. We're gonna enjoy it together as I tell you stories about my trip and the trip that I went on. I tripped out, that's for sure. Not to be confused with getting high over in Amsterdam because that's something that people do, but I did not. I have a little bit of a fear when I'm doing like really fun, important things. I, I like to be fully like, if people want to go out and smoke weed, eat weed, mushrooms, whatever, that's fine. That's like, I, I'm not, I'm not offended. Like I, people can do their own thing. That's fine. But I like to take everything in and I don't want to skew any type of reality because I don't want to like forget anything or not enjoy something fully. I'll have a glass of wine or whatever, but I'll never overdo it. But I do have a story. 
about Amsterdam that I did overdo it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm back and I am happy to be home. Uh, leaving the Netherlands, this was probably, I don't know why it's funny because like I've been there many times before, but coming home in this trip was extra difficult. It was like, I didn't want to leave. And I know this is going to sound kind of hokey, but it's the 100% truth there. I had three instances of deja vu when I was over there and we weren't in major cities. We were visiting friends that lived in smaller towns. So it, the trip was a little bit different, you know, because we have some family that live in bigger cities. And so we were driving through the countryside a lot. And there was like three different times that I had deja vu, but from dreams that I had had. So like I had a dream about three different lots, like long lots with houses. And it was just like, and not that's not what my dream was about, but... Um, that was like the setting or there was something specific about these three long lots with like very distinct fences between like, like stone fences and the sun is shining, the clouds are low. And this is my dream that I'm explaining right now. And the, gr the grass is so bright from the sun and it's like almost neon. And, um, definitely in my dream, I knew it was Holland because there was a windmill in the background and there were sheep. Anyway, so I was driving through the countryside and I swear to God, I saw this exact place. It hit me right away. I was like, oh, I've seen, and I'd never been in that town before, you know, so it definitely was some sort of strange, like almost my past life or, or some sort of memory past down through my genetics like my oma and opa <laughs> some people believe that you can you know pass down memories and sometimes trauma and things like that can be passed down so I'm like did I was that memory like it I dreamt about it, it was a dream but it was it like actually a memory that came out of my dream or like you know what I mean so um and then there was another random one and the third one I don't remember to be honest but I know there were three but this the second one was I had a dream that I was throwing a party in this huge like um, concrete house. It was very cold feeling, very just gray and glass and like very modern. And um, I was throwing a party and I remember walking through and people knew who I was, but I wasn't like high-fiving people and shit. Like it wasn't like, woohoo, yo, hey, how's it going? Like a great Gatsby type thing. It was more like I was just monitoring the party. People would, you know, know who I was and I was walking around. And, um, and for some reason, this, this, this building that I was throwing a party in, whether it was my house or my office building or something, had these spires sticking out. So imagine a deck off of the main floor that that went to a peak. And there was like three of them. And I remember just walking towards the, the entrance of the, like the deck where the deck... <laughs> Are you, are you still interested in this story? Um, where the deck door is to get up to one of these spires, but it got really narrow. And I just remember thinking in my dream, like it was just sort of strange. So then we're touring a friend's house that's there and very modern and very kind of like similar. And there was this strange like peak that like the, the, the it, it was the corner of a room. It wasn't a deck, but it was like this, the corner of the room got really small and it just was like a unnecessary kind of architectural thing. Like it didn't make sense. It was a waste of space and whatever. And I remember, so then I had this moment where I like flashed back to this dream and I was there and, um, 
it was just strange. Anyway, if you, if ever you, if ever you've experienced deja vu, like really strongly, it's kind of, it's a really weird thing and you can't explain it. And then you try to tell people like, holy crap, I feel like I've been here before. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. But it happened to me three times. And the third one, I don't remember what it was. It happened and, but I just remember that it happened. I don't remember what the dream was or what the vision was, but interesting but like i said i ugh, i don't know leaving this time like flying we flew out in the afternoon so the sun was shining and it's just so beautiful there right i mean it's busy the population is intense compared to you know where i i live but there's something about the sense of community in holland there's there are lots of people but it's like they all it works for a reason you know there, there's so many people packed into little towns and and I know that there's obviously issues everywhere you go. So it's not perfect. It looks perfect, but it's not perfect. There's this, you know, neighbors fight and whatever. But to me, it's like, I don't know. I like the little markets that they have every week, everybody fishing in the dikes. You see groups of kids like biking together, teenagers, big groups of them, you know, and just just there everybody says hi to you when you walk in and buy when you leave um people are so friendly i have had <laughs> the first time i ever went to holland we went to we were in holland france um we were just we traveled around here we hit like seven countries which is not hard to do over there the rudest person that i ran into was in holland <laughs> where I was paying for something and I had bags in my arms and I, I had to, it was like we were buying bread or something back when I used to eat bread. <laughs> and I was pulling change out of my pocket and like just kind of like threw it onto the table because my arms were full. And this woman was like, oh, is that how you pay here in Holland? Is that how you think it is here? You just throw the change on the table in like perfect English. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, I was kind of ticked. So at the same time, I wasn't too apologetic, but I was like, Duh, can you not see that I was struck? I didn't just walk in with my hands in my pockets and just whoosh, throw the change on the table. So anyway, um, you know, and I, I don't know, I, that was just like the first experience I ever had being in Holland. I'm like, oh God, like not coming back here. <laughs> sorry, Omanopa, but that's just not my jam. Um, anyway, but since then I've had nothing but great experiences with people and, and just the beauty and the humidity, my skin healed itself over there. Cause I've had such bad allergies over here. And I know that I would have allergies over there too. There's so many flowers and, but I think because they have their spring a lot earlier than we do, they were past the whole like pollen explosion. So I was able to kind of like get my face back and just not wake up with runny red itchy eyes and and um you know what it's really weird is that like here I don't have really dry elbows like I know some of my friends have really bad elbows and like family members I don't really have dry elbows or like feet or anything but they are kind of dry this time of year over there I was like holy shit like I was like feeling my elbows they're so smooth and then the heels of my feet because I get pedicures often and I maintain my feet and I moisturize and whatever but it doesn't matter over here it's so dry that you walk around in flip-flops for a day and it's like you're back to square one but it, over there everything just seemed I my body is built for Holland I'm truly Dutch I when I'm over there everything everything is amazing and um, the only thing that isn't though is the the humidity in the hair so I forgot kind of that there was 
you know, there's so much humidity there that you don't, you don't feel, it doesn't feel heavy or like anywhere tropical. It just, it just is kind of there. So I did my hair. I curled it and put effort in because we were going out on like an excursion and it was going to be great and fun, a little bit fancy. So I wanted to do my hair. Well, freaking 15 minutes later, it legitimately was completely flat, like, like straight as straight can be. And I mean, I'm always struggling with volume anyway, just cause whatever, it's just the story of having long hair. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling on about my freaking hair in Holland. So I have way better stories to tell than that. So I'm going to start with Amsterdam. We stayed at the W Hotel, which is right dead center um, Amsterdam, like right dead center. Really trendy, super cool hotel. Um, we had a loft room. I, I tried to reach out <laughs> and say that, hey, I... Uh, is there any possible discount for like a review of the hotel <laughs> because it's quite expensive but it was so worth it we weren't we didn't collaborate um but i uh, was super impressed with with that hotel and the it's two hotels really there's a street that goes down the middle the w is on one side and the other side so we we checked in on the wrong side they sent us over to the other side um and Oh, it was just great. And oh yeah, also um, they have a really kind of cool rooftop pool, long and skinny. And it's just, like I said, super trending. And I was trendy and I was really um, hoping to take some photos up on the rooftop pool. And part of the reason why I got the place, cause I'm like, oh, this looks super rad. Like it looks really great. You have drinks there. You can just like chill out for the whole day if you want to. And, uh, but it rained and it rained. And it rained, so we did get to chill by the pool. There was a period of time when we were trying, like we were, check-in was at three o'clock. We arrived in Amsterdam at like 10 in the morning. So we had a lot of time to kill before we could check in, but sometimes you can check in early, right? So uh, we went there. She's like, okay, I'll see what we can do with, you know, getting you checked in early. And uh, well, I'll give you a call when it's ready. So I thought, okay, well, there's a nice restaurant there. We're chilling out, having drinks and like snacks really feeling kind of like in another world because back home it was a completely different time zone so we're kind of jet lagged so then uh we it took forever and then we could not check in till like three o'clock on the dot she called me at like 2 59 their time and uh finally got in but we were able to hang out by the pool with a little bit of sun initially and then we're like okay we'll come out later and take some photos no it wasn't gonna happen rained so that does happen it's springtime that's why Holland is so green. It does rain there. Let me take a sip of my bevy, my Cosmo Coke. <laughs> so, oh, the wind is picking up out there. <gasps> I wonder if we're gonna get a storm. Let me check. Maybe a little one. No thunder and lightning though. It's not hot enough for that yet. Um, so that night we went to a, uh, uh, a a restaurant called Lucius and it's a seafood restaurant because I said I want to go for raw oysters I my Dutch friends love raw oysters I know that they have raw oysters in Holland they're right on the coast and they're fresh and we went to Lucius the cutest little Mediterranean restaurant so trendy this is what blows my mind so 
when I think about Holland, I think about old world Holland. I think about tradition. I think about old buildings. I almost think about older generations, like because my Oma and Opa are from Holland. Their friends always would come from Holland. They'd always be older. Like in my mind, Holland was just kind of almost like if you could imagine like a retirement place or something. Because when you're a kid, you know, I no kids came from Holland to visit. So it wasn't like, you know, I had this perspective that there were even children. You know what I mean? So, um, but when it comes to fashion, decor, um, like modernization, you know, like they have the nicest freaking cars ripping around. Everybody's on a bike from age 99 down to three. Um, anyway, but they, this, this little restaurant obviously had been redone. I don't know. Very recently because it was so like chic, sleek. There was this massive fish tank that was the coolest fish tank I think I've ever seen. Everything was alive. There were anemones and all sorts of everything was, and it was just well-maintained. It was just really cool and a perfect centerpiece of the restaurant. There were groups of people. There were like, there was like a bachelorette dinner happening over here. There was an, a table over there um, full of people that were business, in business clothing. And this one woman, bigger woman in this like green floral dress with like a strange hat and like crazy makeup and just having like I just was I like where the frick am I I felt like I was kind of in like a I don't know you know what's in Star Wars and all the people all the like the parties going on and there's like all different types of aliens that's how I kind of felt and our server um our what's the name when they're uh I find in Europe, a lot of servers are guys, like older gentlemen, and which I really appreciate too, because they know their shit and they, you know, they're kind of professionals. It's like a profession over there. And so he was so great and taught us like different things. You know, the way you say thank you very much in Holland is like donk you vel or um, donk you vel and donk ye vel. J-E or U is what makes a big difference with regard to respect. And so he was explaining the difference. Like when you say donk, you don't say donk you vel to everyone, you, to your elders, you say donk you vel. So anyway, <laughs> that night we had dinner and it was so good. We started with oysters and it was some of the best oysters I've ever had. We had caviar. It was a bit expensive, but you know what? I'm one of those people. I'm like, we're here now. Let's just do it. And... Holland has the best gluten-free bread I have ever had in my life. They have nailed it on the head. In fact, I forced my friends to eat some of my gluten-free bun just so that they knew that it wasn't like I'm some sort of alien. <laughs> How many times have I said the word alien? That I'm not a, I'm not a crazy person, right? Um, first of all, you know, an allergy is an allergy, but they, in their head, they're like, Bread is life in Europe, especially in Holland and Germany. And so they're like, oh, God. Um, but it's everywhere. Like gluten-free is, they, everybody speaks English. And I shouldn't say everyone, but typically in a restaurant, you say gluten-free. They'll say they know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, so gluten-free bread. So the way that they serve the caviar, right, is it comes in like the jar that they open. They put it down and then there's creme fraiche. And the little spatula for the creme fraiche was made of like mother of pearl. It was so cute and fancy and this place wasn't like super overly fancy I showed up there <laughs> in my denim button down and um every like there were business people there like I said but they were all different 
types of people. And um, I was really able to fully enjoy this caviar with the creme fraiche on the gluten-free bread with a bit of butter on it. <laughs> so good. And I'm like, I'm ruining myself. I have to go back to Canada and like, there are great places to eat in Canada. Don't get me wrong. Not really in a small town. I have to go to Vancouver or, you know, the city to really like find a place where I can experience that again, but it'll never be the same. And I, even if I go back, it will never be the same. It's, it's a rule of travel. Like it's great to go back to places that you love, but it will never be the same as the first time that you went. So that's why I've decided like, I, there are places that I will always go back to, but when I'm going, where should we travel? Like, where do we want to go? It will never be the same place and the same, you know what I mean? Because you try to relive it. And I've done that many times. I've gone back and like, just wasn't the same. It's the first time. Oh yeah, we had like a boil. It was like a, there was lobster, crab, clams, shit like uh, prawns in the sauce. And then the bread, like I said, gluten-free. So I just like let loose on this trip, by the way. I didn't hold back one bit because I do also know that the amount of walking that I would be doing would kind of like compensate for the amount of calories I was consuming. That's what I thought in my head. But um, but it turned out okay. I didn't come back like 50 pounds heavier, just only like 30. <laughs> Good thing I finished my high tier uh, before I went. So that was that the first night. So then we were kind of bagged. So we went to bed. The next day... Uh, we had plans just to kind of walk around the city and check things out. And that's just what we did. We went to the same place again for breakfast because it was right in the square, like Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, right in the square, this big church. Wow. It's like a huge open area with pigeons, of course, like crazy and tourists. And we sat in a little cafe and had breakfast the first time. Best breakfast ever. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was like a hash brown on the bottom, like the size of this, like a like a really big hamburger patty, but it was hash brown. And on top they had an egg. And then mayonnaise. I've never had better mayonnaise than in Holland. And now I have to settle for this Hellman's shit. <laughs> no, it's still okay, but. Um, and then the coffee, oh, so good. The coffee, um, and what, what did I have? Oh, I also had champagne for breakfast. I did, because I was like, I'm, I'm in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's been so long. I'm going to have champagne for breakfast. It's like a mimosa without the orange juice. I think mimosas are a thing over there. But I had friends from Holland to visit recently. And then I ordered a mimosa um, at a restaurant. And then she didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, they must not do mimosas in Holland. <laughs> so I just ordered champagne. But I could be totally wrong. Um, anyway, so yeah, we went for breakfast and uh, fueled up and walked around and walked and walked and walked and found this really cool like old antique. I shouldn't say old antique. It was just like an antique flea market. Some of the stuff, it just like my oma and opa had, you know, little Delft or like Dutch figurines and things like that. And just remind me of my opa because my opa was a collector of really cool like little stuff and he'd garage sale and find treasures and he was a watchmaker. So he or and would fix watches and a jeweler so he always had like little shit around and in this flea market there were so many times that I was like oh thought of Opa and you know being in Holland because both my grandparents have passed away and it's the first time I've been to Holland you know with them being gone so it just made it more everything I think and then maybe that's why it was so much harder to leave because everything was like way more sentimental to me so yeah 
Uh, better change the subject because I'm going to start to cry my eyes out. <laughs> so anyway, then that night we went to Mr. Porter's or Mr. Porter. Now this is a Michelin star restaurant in the W Hotel. And they have, they serve things like Wagyu beef, um, Kobe beef, uh, just... They have the top of the top of the top. Good thing I made a reservation, by the way, because like, holy shit, that place is busy. So if you ever want to go there, make sure you call, even if it's like a Tuesday night. So anyway, ordered, we didn't order a Kobe or the, the really expensive beef. It was like $75 per um, hundred grams, <laughs> which I think works out to be like an ounce or I don't know. I don't know the math, but it just wound up being way, 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 way too expensive. Cause you know, I am like YOLO, you only live once. So like, let's do it, but no. <laughs> there are limits for me. I won't spend certain amounts on food because I have had Wagyu beef before, um, which is ex essentially they overfeed and over pamper the cow and feed it fatty things so that so the cow is probably looks like Jabba the Hutt at the end of the day. And then the beef is very marbled with fat and very flavorful, right? So, you know, the fat is extremely delicious and flavorful if you're eating a steak that's sort of the idea the difference between kobe and wagyu is i don't know the difference maybe one is japanese i don't know all i know is that um, i've had wagyu before and um and it was it was like at a barbecue and this guy i think was a dealer a meat dealer or something and he brought this beef and um we were like, wow, this is like so fancy. This is going to be the best shit we've ever had in our lives. You know, you look forward to it. It's like, wow, this is Wagyu beef. Like, holy crap, this is so expensive and like world renowned. And, and then he made the steaks and he knows how to cook them. It wasn't like just some dude who was like, hey, I got these steaks, like slapping them on the barbecue. He was very, I think it was even sous vide. Actually, it, we were having a barbecue, but I think the steaks were sous vide, which sous vide means that there, it's boiled in like a vacuum sealed thing. So it like cooks evenly. There's no crispy outside and raw inside. You can't have like r rare sous vide. Um, look it up, sous vide. Uh, anyway, and we had it and I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, it's really good. Like it's great. It wasn't really that tender. And I kind of was disappointed, to be honest. I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't know if I expected like fireworks in my mouth or something, but it wasn't really all that it was cracked up, cracked up to be. So if I maybe hadn't had that experience, I would have ordered the shit just to, just to be like, we're here now, like let's order it. Um, but we didn't. Anyway, the steak that we ordered was so good. We had asparagus with it. Um, what else? Asparagus, we had the steak. And Mr. Porter is like a restaurant where you get, you order a th one thing and then you share it. It comes on a plate and then you share it. So it's not like he ordered a steak, I ordered a steak. Oops, I said he. Um, and we, you know, you just kind of share. And what was the last thing? It was really good. Oh, spicy tomatoes. So I think Mr. Porter is like a, I don't know, it's just a steakhouse. But anyway, so it was really good. So great. After, okay, two things. We were having um, our dinner and then the security alarm started going off and this wall, this like barricade wall came down between, like in the center of the restaurant. And it was like, beep, 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 and this wall came down. But the funny thing is, is that the servers didn't flinch. They didn't look at each other going like, oh, what the hell's that? And then I, I was like, what? What is going on? And the other people that were in the restaurant too were looking around like we were all looking at each other and just waiting for one of the staff or one of the servers to say, 
oh, don't worry about it. Um, it's just this or that. But it turns out that they didn't know what was going on either, but they didn't want to like not say that they didn't, because I asked later, I said, what was that by the way? Like, what the hell? I thought, I don't know what was going on. And uh, she's like, oh, I have no idea. Just, uh. But they just kind of went about their business. And they, even though they couldn't get to the other side of the restaurant, they were just still doing their thing. And I thought that was really strange. Also, the bathroom in the basement of the W Hotel is the most insane thing you have ever seen in your life. And I really, so I, I was snapping, like sending snaps to my family when I was in Holland. And then I stupidly, like not saving any of the videos, just kind of like, sure. So I can't go, go back to any of the videos that I took. Uh, I did take actually like some videos, uh, but I don't think that I have one that I saved of the bathroom, but essentially you open the door and it's pitch black. And all you see are little yellow lights in the walls. So imagine you walk into a cube, okay? And the cube is empty, but on the outside it's black and there's like little stars kind of floating around. So you kind of walk into like a space-like galaxy and you don't know where any doors are. You can't really see anything <laughs> um, unless you let your eyes adjust for like 30 seconds and then you can see like the silhouette of a door handle. But I thought it's so funny because in Canada, that wouldn't fly. You would not be able to pull that off. People would complain. People would fall. People would pass out. I don't know what would happen. But it's like there's this trust that you're just going to figure it out. So <laughs> that's what happened. I figured out where what was going on, where I was, and then I went to the bathroom. No hooks to hang your shit. But maybe there was. I just couldn't see them. Um, so I had my purse and my jacket. And so uh, it was just really funny to me that that was just how they had their bathroom. <laughs> um, so if you've ever been to the W Hotel in Amsterdam, to the basement bathrooms, uh, it's worth going just for that. Just, just go to Amsterdam just to go see the bathroom and then you can leave and die a happier person. <laughs> So after my bathroom experience, went back upstairs, finished dinner. Great. Had dessert. What was dessert? Chocolate mousse. You know, what? actually, we didn't have dessert. We had margaritas. And then after that, we went back to the hotel room, freshened up a little bit. And then we're like, let's go to like find like an Irish pub or like a cool little pub. So, oh, sorry. I forgot to mention. Was that the first night or the second night? I don't remember. <laughs> I was too drunk. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um... So I think, no, it was the second night. It was the second night. So we, uh, the Irish pub came. No, I'm sorry. It was the first night that we were there. Okay, so let me reverse back to the first night. We walked to the red light district. And the red light district is a very famous part of Amsterdam. Um, it's kind of like prostitution, but legal in a certain area. So I know that the majority of you know what the red light district is and like how it works. But basically, you can walk to a certain area in Amsterdam that's called the Red Light District. And you know you're in it because there are lights. There are red lights, literally like a little stop sign. And you pass it and you're in the district. And um, when you're in there, it pretty much feels like the rest of town. Except for there are a lot of doors with glass in the front. So essentially you could see it's like a great big window, but it's a door. And behind the door are either closed curtains or a woman or a man or a transgender or you name it, all shapes, colors, sizes, 
standing behind these doors, basically like saying, you can buy me here. I am for sale. And they're doing what, and they're not naked though. <clears throat> I think maybe I've seen it once or twice in like the past, but they're not allowed to be naked. But some of these girls, and like I said, I have never really seen a guy. I've seen a girl that's definitely a guy, <laughs> but some of them are stunning. Like they're freaking so beautiful and they're behind there and they're, I mean, whatever circumstances have brought them there, I don't know, maybe they have a good life and that's just their kink. That's cool, <laughs> you know, but some of them I'm sure don't want to be there. It's just such a weird thing. And so um, if you make eye contact with these girls, they are like doing everything they can to try to like get you to choose them, you know, type thing. So it can be super awkward and weird, but it's such a trip and like, oh, it's crazy. So anyway, we're walking around and laughing and, you know, and down in the red light district, it's not just creepy dudes looking to get banged or something. It's families. It's like father, mother, children walking around because it's such a tourist attraction. And then you get like bachelorette parties. These women are like hooting and hollering down the streets. Then you get like military dudes down there. And then you get like just regular old people, like old people. Like it's just, you would, it's not what you'd expect. So it, which makes it feel more um, safe and kind of more touristy. But so you're not like creeped out where you're, you don't feel like a creep, like looking, you know, it's not like that. So then we're walking down and then we see this lineup. It's like a big neon sign in the front of this building and it's like a pig and it's got like three X's across the chest, I think. And so I was like, oh, what the hell? All these people are lined up. And like I said, it's 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 men, women, couples, no children. And then we're like, what the hell? And it's, it, there's posters on the outside of like people kind of either having sex or like, you know, just really erotic kind of photos. I asked, I said, what's going on in here? Like, oh, live sex show. And I was like, a live sex show? Like, what the frick is that about? <laughs> I mean, I've been to strippers and like that kind of thing. And you can go and get lap dances and stuff, but like a live sex show. And then it's the way that it's depicted in the posters is like a theater. And at the bottom of the theater is like people just having sex. So I was like, I have to see this. <laughs> I have to know what's going on. Because I'm here now and like, I cannot pass this up, this opportunity. <laughs> so we wait in line. We get, I think it was 45 euro for an hour and, or 55 euro and two drinks. So we're like 55 euro. <laughs> we, we go in there and literally it's a theater. Okay. There are two rows of seats. 10 seats deep each side, which is really awkward because you have, in order to get in, people have to get up and move for you to get through. It's not like there's any walking space and it's packed. There's a bachelorette party over here. Chicks are screaming and like, basically like, woo, egging on these people. So we walk in and there is full two, two people having sex right at the very end of this, um, theater carpet, <laughs> but they're on stage. It's a stage. And there's a rotating um, bed, basically. And these two, and there's music playing, there's ambient lighting, um, people are cheering, they're doing different moves. Um, it's like the strong guy is like whipping this chick around. So this is all happening, this is all happening really fast. There's actually a level above us too, where people are there. Oh my God. 
I was like, this is insane. I actually laughed really hard. So we're walking in there and I'm just like hit with, and luckily it wasn't musty and like weird and humid in there. Cause I thought this is really weird. It was quite fresh and sort of modern, like kind of cool. <laughs> so we're looking and looking for seeds. We went, the most awkward thing, you're looking for seeds. You can't see, you can't really see seats. So you're standing in the aisle looking around and there's people banging. And it was just so wild. So anyway, we found a couple seats. So we, you know, people got up and left and, and then uh, we've grabbed some seats and, and it was literally two people having sex on the stage in a rotating bed, different moves, full on, like real, it's nothing's fake about it. And then the curtains close and then the DJ comes in. All right, everyone, give it up for it. blah, 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 whatever their names were. And uh, make sure you're prepared because up next we've got a wild treat. And then people are like, woo! <laughs> Everybody's drinking and they're serving drinks in these theater rows. This guy comes out with a tray with literally like 50 drinks on and Luckily, the tray has like cup holders because <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sort of a unnecessary detail, but we'll go down to the end of the aisle, serve drinks, take drink orders. So people are drinking, watching this and beside me to my left. So I was three seats from the wall. Okay. And there was like another seven seats or sorry, six seats because I was in the seven seats and it's full. And the two people to my left are this couple and they're sitting there watching the show completely silently. They're not laughing. They're not talking. They're not ta looking at each other. Cause I'm the whole time I'm kind of looking around, like taking it all in, right? The upper floor, the people around, what, what am I doing? Where am I <laughs> thinking about where's the best way to escape? If this is a fire comes out, you know, I don't know all these things going in my head, but I just thought it was really interesting that this couple to my left was just sitting there watching the shows, whatever, that's their thing. Maybe that's, they go home and bang. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to spice each other's life up. I don't know what's going on, but so the curtain closes and then the next act is a girl in a cat suit and she is on a pole and doing all kinds of like stripper moves, like shit that you've seen before, but she was really athletic, great body. And, but I was like, this is kind of interesting. This is different because like when you watch a stripper, she makes money by you putting money on the, like she can make money, but nobody's throwing money at this theater, right? They've all paid to go in and see the show. So she's not, it's not like a stripper where you go and like throw money on the stage. I don't even think you're allowed to do that. So anyway, I was like thinking about this and then she pulls out these candles and she's doing like a hot wax show where she's dripping like hot wax on herself. And Anyway, she puts at the very end, the grand finale, she puts candlesticks. She had two candlesticks. She put them. You can just imagine where I don't even have to say it. You know where. <laughs> and then she's like, has her legs facing up like this and the wax is dripping down onto her. So you can, you know, it's like hot burning wax. And uh, that was the grand finale. I was like, Phew. actually that I was like, that was actually pretty entertaining. Then... <laughs> the next show so and by the way we ordered two double gin and tonics i'm like let's just get one drink like both shots in one drink rather than like because i don't know how long we want to stay here right and so then <laughs> the third show <clears throat> was another a brand new couple having sex and in all different positions and 
at this point I was like, okay, I, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a distance away. It's kind of like watching porn. You can't really see that much. You can't hear them. That was one thing that I didn't like. Cause I was like, if you're going to watch a sex show, I want to hear her. I want to hear him. I don't want to hear music over. Cause then it just looks like you're watching a weird video. And then it kind of got old. And I, that's why it's like you pay for an hour because people don't probably stay longer than an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause that's kind of boring. <laughs> Unless you have like really crazy things going on. I thought it'd be fun to like pull off some role play where almost it looks like somebody's being pulled out of the audience and doesn't know what's going on. And then, you know what I mean? Like kind of freak people out, but then, then people get emotional and I don't know. Would I recommend it? Probably not. <laughs> because after, after you've seen it, you've been there and it's not, I like to say that I've done it and I've been there and I did it, but I mean, I saw it. I wasn't performing. <laughs> And next up, we have a Canadian YouTuber. <laughs> Get your phones out. Oh, and they're super strict about phones and photos. Even in the red light, like if one of the girls behind the glass in the red light room sees that you're taking photos, they get so mad. They come bursting out of that freaking room. And then the times that I've seen it happen, if they've been like Eastern European women, they're, they sound like Ukrainian or something. And they're like, what are you doing in the, you know, and they're, they will chase you down. So you cannot have cameras, photos, nothing. So um, I saw somebody get booted too out of the theater for snapping a photo. And so that was that. That was the first night that I forgot. I left that out. So we left and we're like, probably never going to do that again. <laughs> But you never know, it could be different in different countries. Amsterdam's a pretty clean place. So I felt good being in there. I wasn't like, didn't want to touch the seats or like, it's, it was, it had a good energy. <laughs> um, let me just take a sip. Anyway, the second night after we went to Mr. Porter, remember I told you about the steak and the asparagus, we um, wound up, oh my God, it's been an hour. And all I've talked about is my trip. Whatever, I'm just gonna keep telling you about it. Um, so we went out to a little Irish pub and it was kind of dead seat, like if, we're, if it's windy roads and stuff. And this is a brand new car. And I'm like, in the back, we're, we're trying to get through Amsterdam. There's construction, there's things happening. He's stepping on the gas and back. So I'm just trying my best to keep it together and not puke in the back of his brand new $250,000 because that would be really shitty of me, wouldn't it? <laughs> so we sitting in the back seat and finally we get out of Amsterdam and then hit the highway. We stop for lunch. I'm not eating anything. I'm just drinking ginger ale, which is hard to find in Amsterdam. Um, and it was shame on me because like I, I can't mix my alcohols like that. Like I cannot mix. If I'm going to drink wine, I stick to wine. If I'm going to go for like gin and tonic or just anything hard, I typically will just sip it and not mix it with sugar. No sugar, no sugar. But then these tequila shots came in and then we just were having a really great time. And to be honest, like at the time you feel great. You don't feel not, not thinking about the future. But anyway, later on that day, I felt better. Had the best sushi of my life in Rotterdam. Toured some shit, some... <laughs> Towards some shit. We went to this beautiful church. It, Rotterdam is a really nice city. We walked around. We freaking saw lots of stuff. And like I said, halfway through the day, I felt way better. Um, and went to their beach house that they had, which is incredibly beautiful and right on the water and stayed there. But you know what? Got interesting stories about that too. But I am not going to talk about Amsterdam anymore. I mean, Holland anymore. I'm going to wait till 
the next episode, wait for the next episode, um, episode 58, to start from day three of the trip. <laughs> that was just the first two days that I told you about. Um, if you, okay, I'll just, what should I, should I do anything else? Because listen, I mean, I can't really push it anymore. It's been over an hour. I hope you're not disappointed. I just am really excited about my trip and I live in a small town. Don't really talk to people. So you're my only friends. Uh, but don't worry. Um, I'll make up for it next time. I think maybe I'll throw in... Um... Okay, let me talk about my new studio. <laughs> okay, so... I, right now, my studio is quite small and it keeps getting smaller just because I keep trying to jam more things in. Um, I refuse to box up my Sugar Thrills things because I have it organized so well and color coded and every time I get new pieces, I have a specific spot for it. And I like to have it out because my, my closet looks like, it looks like Barbie's closet and that's how I wanna keep it. I don't wanna sacrifice this aesthetic of Sugar Thrills because of lack of space, but that's what's happening. Excitingly, as I mentioned in some previous podcasts, um, I'm building a garage right now and it's a two car garage, nothing crazy, but above what originally was going to be storage is sort of a waste because it's so big up there. I think it's like, th it's 12 feet by 38 feet, which is huge. I don't need that much storage. Like I kind of do, but <laughs> um, the room that I'm using right now for my studio could be like a spare bedroom or an office. Uh, so I'm going to be having a lot of fun in the coming weeks, um, designing it up there because essentially what I'm going to do is use at least three quarters of that space for a bathroom closet studio space for my try-ons and my podcast, which means I'm not going to have to shift my studio around every time I film something different. So right now I'm filming my podcast in the same studio that I do my try-ons, if you couldn't tell by the geometric wallpaper um, or 3D wallpaper. Uh, but now I'm gonna get to have a space where I can film my try-ons. And over there, I'll have a space where I film my podcast, two completely different vibes, different feels. And I don't need to spend half an hour reorganizing everything. It's gonna be bliss and my bathroom and my closet and just, oh my God, I'm so excited. But that's a little ways away because we're, I mean, foundation's done, all that. So a couple months, just get ready because it's gonna be awesome. Um, and I'm gonna need, so I thought about just trying to do everything myself, but I might consider talking to uh, interior designer just because I want, there's specific things that I want and I don't know if I can execute myself design wise. You know, I'm a 70s queen. And I am going to make it so fucking retro. It's going to be, I'm just super excited. Sorry, I had to throw the F word in there. I don't normally drop F, drop F bombs, but that deserved it. But in a, in a classy, classic, fun kind of way. <laughs> so that's super exciting. And uh, I didn't do catbacks or kitty twisters. I'm going to save them for next week because they relate to the Netherlands. And you're going to, Hopefully everything that I'm telling you is interesting to you. Travel is fun, travel's crazy, and I love to travel, but there's just something about Holland that I love so deeply and it excites me to talk about it. So you're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> I'm gonna start wearing wooden shoes in my podcast try-on, in my <laughs> try-on videos instead of high heels, wooden shoes, anyway. And a few things that I noticed about the Netherlands that I never knew before. 
Number one is they don't really have napkins on the tables, whether you're at a restaurant or at somebody's house for dinner. There doesn't seem to be any garbage cans in the bathroom. I don't know what that's about, but that's something else I noticed. Like four different types of mayonnaise. American mayonnaise is apparently a thing, which may be like, I don't know, but it seems a little bit sweeter. I don't know. And what was the other thing? There was something else, something else that was interesting. I'm gonna have to remember it next time. Yep, I don't remember. <laughs> I gave myself an extra few seconds to figure it out. So thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. If you made it to the end, um, listen to my rambling and my trip experiences. I have more coming. Um, like this video if you're watching this on YouTube and subscribe. Thank you very much. This is a video podcast and the video part is very important to me and I put a lot of effort in. <laughs> Um, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this, there is a video version on YouTube. So I suggest go check it out. And then you can get the recipe to my Cosmo Coke, links to see me on OnlyFans, Patreon, um, and all of my other fun stuff that I have going on. Uh, and leave a comment. If you have suggestions, questions, jokes, um, email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have anything to say or submit a question or a video or I, I did at one point want to do um, like submit video questions that I can answer if you have a question about me, the podcast or anything like that, which would be fun. Um, but you got to send it in. So just take a video on your phone and send it to me. I don't care. Just no dick pics. Okay. That's only for OnlyFans. <laughs> anyway, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, I'll be back next week. I'm back and I'm sticking around this time, not gonna take off for weeks. So here we go, back at it. And I'll see you all in my next video. Bye.